place, yeah? Of course this is a place. How many suckers are fucking nowhere? Okay, there's the unseen box of nightmares. Now, where's that show start button? <sighs> Looks like I just gotta read out the oath I picked up at the Rasputin lookalike contest. Let's see. Okay, here we go. If ye wish for fiction scientific, tune thine ears for Callahan. For thrills and chills, bleak horrific, take the dark house ride, if ye can. If jokes and japes be thine delight, shut thine eyes for unseen tonight. Here we go! Hmm. This button smells like gristle. Once I start the show, I can finally take this body to the Masonic swimming pool. Ugh, damn it! Who knew corpses could be so heavy? Alright, let's take your finger there. Very rigor mortis. And let's start the show. Welcome to the Unseen Network. get your lizards in a line for Sir Callahan, the intergalactic freedom fighter. Episode 6, The War of the Sarina. Sarina Quiff? We impounded the silver machine and imprisoned Sir Callahan in the dining hall. <laughs> ah, splendid! We will attend to him momentarily. Not so fast. There she is, Sir Callahan's female companion. Fuck you. I'm nobody's goddamn companion. My name is Joanna Healy, and it's a real shame I gotta meet you on a day like today. And what day would that be? The last day of your fucking life! Little Joe, <laughs> please dispose of that childish contraption. You are simply no match for the shocking power of the Tsarina! Did I just see electric sparks coming out of your fingertips? I said shocking for reasons, little Joe. <laughs> I'm not a ninny. Only foolish child would waste her time with an outmoded, good-for-nothing dandy like Sir Callahan. I don't give a shit about Callahan. I'm here for the good people of New York, too. Even the tourists? Okay, maybe not the tourists, and God knows the entire mass transit system is a hangover from New York 1, but New York 2 is my home. God damn it. Ugh, I was wondering about your vulgarian timbre. Come, my queef! I want you to set the Draco coordinates for New York 2 forthwith! Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. Ah. We have sentimentalist on board. Mm, what a delectable diversion I've devised. Now, where are my darling hexadrons? Hail, Satan! Hail, Saria! Take her away. Mm -hmm. 
Callahan. Is that you? They put a bag out of my head before they brought me here. Actually, I should probably take it off now, really. Ah, uh, <sighs> oh, that's better. Now then, how exactly did you manage to pull the bloody Drakow? I run fast, and I shoot fast. I slipped in just before the Drakow sucked up the silver machine. You know where the silver machine is? Hell yeah, I do. But I thought I wasn't cut out to be in the DIT, you know? But what the fuck is it gonna take, huh? Whatever, I guess we're just gonna die here anyway, right? Very probably. Also, every living, breathing thing throughout the United Solar System Federation come to think of it. So, all in all, our tiny little squabbling doesn't seem to matter much. Tiny little The Serena is about to destroy my home galaxy, and my hometown, and my home! I thought you didn't like New York, too. Callahan, that is not the point. You've never had a home. You wouldn't understand. And what exactly makes you say that? I told you right from the start, Joanna. Never get emotionally attached to a mission. They never work out the way you'd like. Yeah, well, I really didn't expect to be eating... What even is this? A roasted guinea pig on a stick is my last fucking meal? I notice you've hardly touched your roasted guinea pig on a stick. I can't eat now. Ah, lovely! Don't look at me like that! I watched you lick up a jar of strawberry man! Greetings, prisoners. You're not looking so well, Sir Gallagher. Perhaps I need to whip you into shape. Ah! Ow! Ah! Ooh, shit. Mm, it's not first time I've done that. Seeing as how you're about to destroy an entire metropolis, Zarina, I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's only whiplash. And what have you been doing to my home planet for the last five years? The Saturn Wars, they never ended for Jormunga. No other planets or, or galaxies matter to, to Usuf as long as they can protect us. There is bound to be breaking point. So naive, the people of Usuf. It breaks my heart to report that Usuf is no longer the universe's dominant supergalaxy. You may have the Department of Intergalactic Terrorism on your side, but we are sitting inside the deadliest intergalactic weapon ever constructed. It's high time the reptilian race expanded its powers beyond the Vassica galaxy, and now we have the Drakal to make my little dream a reality! Yow! Oof! Patience, Arena. Practice makes perfect, so saith Brother Gregory. Best of all, Sir Callahan, as far as Usuf is concerned, I am no longer in power. <laughs> all blame will fall upon the Usuf-approved Chancellor Zartog. Dormunga will have no choice but to accept my return to the throne to restabilize my planet. For with the Drakau, only I can keep Universe safe from the likes of you, Sir Callahan. I wouldn't be so sure about the Chancellor's loyalty, Zarina. After all, he's left Jormunga in a right bloody state. Correction. Usuf has left Jormunga in a right bloody state. I'm just letting it stew for a little while. But the people are dying! Well, okay, they're not people. And granted, I killed a few myself. But this is different, Zarina! These are your subjects! Silence! Sorry. I've been practicing that for ages. Hexadrons! Shoot to kill! Shoot to kill! Ah, yes. The Grand Master Bile has formally introduced us to the Hexadrons. Callahan, I think I can deprogram <laughs> That's what you think. I heard about your little misadventure with the Grand Master Bile. I believe he's made a few modifications to prevent any future disruptions. Hexa 45? Hexa 45, are you there? Who the bloody hell is Hexa 45? He's the robot I made friends with, who killed Mariotti, and saved us from the Battersea 666. You were drunk. Oh, right. <laughs> Don't you see, little Joe? Their voice recognition software no longer recognizes you. <laughs> and as soon as I've finished making an example of Usuf, these rented hexadrons 
will kill you. Bullshit. There's gotta be a way. There's always a fucking way. Ah! If it isn't my reptilian commander, let's all have listened to what my little queef has to declare. There's a problem, Tsarina. It seems the Chancellor is dead. Have we broadcast pre-recorded resignation speech it, yet? It seems like someone shot him to pieces before we could broadcast the pre-recorded resignation speech. Look, you don't need to whisper. It was very obviously a shit conspiracy. And which one of you angels terminated my chancellor? Don't look at me like that. Next time, pick yourself a better patsy. I do not like this, Queef. Not one little beat. Ah! Ooh! Ah! Ooh! Very well. Play the tip anyway. A little mass confusion over my subjects never hurt the Sarina Amalinda. Shall we all have listened? I am going. I do not want this job anymore. This job is shit. It was not what I was led to believe. The game was fixed. The Serena is still in charge. And I am leaving to the typhoid citizens who looked upon my victory. I say this. Never dream. He's right. I'm nodding off over here. Never dream. Enough! You can't keep the masses uninformed forever, you know. Word of Zartok's death is bound to travel faster than these two pigsticks passing through my digestive tract! It was all going according to plan. Ah, His exit was to be our justification for returning to Jarmunga. This is how we were to introduce the Drakau to a more receptive and, and vulnerable public. We needed the Chancellor to live! Why? Do what you like. You're the bloody despot. I've had enough of this! Oh yeah? Well... I've had enough of this needlessly complex conspiracy. Queef? Yes, your highness. Take these two to control room. Tsarina, perhaps we should kill our little guests while we have the chance. No, I'd like to watch them watch their galaxy go up in flames from the best possible angle. But they've killed many reptilians before. Uh... Is it worth it? I like biding my time! Come to the control room for the destruction of New York, too. See the New York 2 skyline. Also, I mean, doesn't look like an USF ship to me. Those ships are made from the finest iron, of course. I know. Say, remember a while back when that spaceship crashed in the middle of the park and that weird British alcoholic in another spaceship told us to keep our mouths shut about it forever? We probably should have reported that. Oh, God. You're right. Well,. One last riot before the apocalypse? Okay. Hooah! I'm taking them, you piece of shit. I'm taking this dress for my wife. Oh, how much longer must we wait, my queef? The hexadrons, they they are itching to kill for their new master. Commencing destruction of New York 2 in five minutes. Fuck the universe, Callahan. I should have made you take me to a different time period altogether. I could be mowing down those Confederate motherfuckers in the first American Civil War. I mean, look at my tech. To be honest, I don't care much for time travel. Too many loopholes you've got to tie up in hindsight. It's the quantum physics equivalent of paperwork. Come on, there must be a better time to be alive than this. Not really. We're forever stuck in the present, Joanna. 
doomed to have the same bloody arguments about power, equality, and freedom, never ever to be resolved because there's too much money and red tape involved. Galaxies never survive long enough to sort these arguments out. Technology always surpasses what the human mind can cope with, it seems. This, I'm afraid, Joanna, this is the end. Nah. Fuck this. Hexa 45! I'm gonna find you if it's literally the last fucking thing I do. I'm not scared of these goddamn devil-worshipping junk heaps. Hexa 45? Buddy? Where are you? May I remind you that the hexadrones have been reprogrammed to only recognize the commands of the Sarina Armelinda and their creator, the Grandmaster Bile. Well, isn't this just rockin'? Stop saying rockin'. Again with the rockin'. Nobody says rockin'. Christ, what a kitty to die with some dignity. Wait a second. I've heard that word rockin' before. I know these voices. It's all coming back to me. What's all this rocking about, Exa 45? You see, Exa 78A, those people are not our enemies. Those people are our friends. At least a human woman is. The semi human man is sort of a jerk, but I think he's well intentioned. I also just remembered that our Dark Lord, the Grandmaster Bile, programmed us to believe in stupid things. As the girl explained approximately eight weeks to a month ago. So, who are the enemies of the Hexadrones, Hexa 45? I'm looking at one right now, Hexa 78A. To save our friends, first we kill the reptilian. <laughs> Time for Queef. To slide into the left side. Hexa-45 killed one of our commanders. I think this Hexa-drone is malfunctioned. What do you think, Hexa-95 with an asterisk? Kill the infidel. You have betrayed the dark forces that brought us into being, Hexa-45. You must die! No, please don't. I just remembered another thing. What, another thing? You mean to tell me you actually deprogrammed him by saying Rockin! Unbelievable! Lovely Americans! Don't you see my hexes in arms? The Grandmaster Vile cut corners and built us out of inferior scrap metal. If you attack me, you will all die! Oh my god, do you see what's happening? The robot I talked to on Battersea is sacrificing itself. I'll never... Forget you, My robots! My queef! How did they... they all break down like this? The Grandmaster Biles sold you a thousand satanic lemons. Perhaps you'll consider choosing your conspirators a little more wisely next time. No! Oh. <laughs> it appears I no longer have choice, for I am the Electric Witch of your nightmares! The Electric Witch of our nightmares? Ah, right. In addition to being half reptilian and half human, she's also a, uh, well, the Electric Witch of our nightmares. Okay, uh, moving forward, you need to not forget about these things. It's a bit of a backstory, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot escape my voltaic rat, Sir Callahan! Joanna! Get back to the silver machine and bring it back here! I trust you and Nigel know what to do! Right, now. Are there any hexadrones left? I am Hexapi. Right, Hexapi, the living bit of your body has been promoted to my shield! <laughs> you think you can hide behind that silly robot forever? What is Silver Machine doing back here? Autopilot, bitch! Found the Electro Knife, Callahan! Splendid! Back to the cannon! I'm on it! Ha! Your puny Electro Knife is no match for my evil powers! Correct! But the Drakow control panel, impressive though it may be to the untrained arm, is no match whatsoever for my Space Knife, Electro Knife! You wanna destroy an entire metropolis? Not on our watch! Bullseye. <laughs>
This is an impressive vessel, I must admit, but it takes more than one witch and a busted super weapon to take down a galaxy as mighty as us. We've got you surrounded. Slightly electrocuted myself there, didn't even hurt. I think I can get a headshot from here, Callahan. Even if one cannon fails, there's another primed and ready to take it down. Face the music, Zarina. The conspiracy is finished. Perhaps. But the Drakau is still going to crash into New York, too. Well, that says maybe. But let me just say... Sorry, what was that? The Drakau's power is fading fast. A great big crash is coming, and New York, too, is about to be no more. And I'm flying out of here. My governor's calling me back. Until we meet again, Sir Callahan! Oh, she can fly. Now that I genuinely did not know. Callahan, don't you think it's time we got the fuck out of here? Sorry, I was miles away. Back to the silver machine! Sir Callihan, and to you, Miss Joanna Healy. Without your quick thinking, many more cities besides New York, too, would have been destroyed. Fortunately, New York, too, was only mostly destroyed, so on the plus side, a few million people did survive. Besides, I'm sure New York 3 will be even better than the first two. Now, about this conspiracy. I'm afraid there's very little we can do about it inasmuch as the late Chancellor Zotog was the Commander-in-Chief at the time of the attack as the resignation tape confirms. There's nobody left alive that we can prosecute. So while we're keeping a stern eye on the Sarina as per our mandate, we've decided to let her rebuild Jormunga as we really don't know about that sort of thing. Meanwhile, the party line is that the major parts of New York 2 finally destroyed themselves, which was an awfully long time coming indeed. Now that the cover-up is underway, I think it's high time you two took a long, much-needed rest. Enjoy your paid leave, and remember, please stay away from us for a good Long while. Cheerio, Callahan and Healy! God damn it, Callahan. God damn it! Tell me how you feel, Joanna. Honestly. The Zarina let her own people die just so she could prove a point about how powerful she was. Us continues to lie about what we're doing in outer space while they wipe out entire planets in the name of keeping the peace. And nobody's gonna pay for any of this bullshit. Welcome to the universe, Joanna. It's been like this for a good long while. How are you so fucking cool with this? You call this justice? You call this keeping the universe safe and secure? How can you even stand to call yourself an intergalactic freedom fighter? Get bloody used to it, Miss Trigger Happy! You really think all of this is about patriotism and high ideals? We work for a system, Joanna. Us, Jormunga, the planet of the King Rat. The universe is made up of one degenerate system after the next. And anything that threatens these systems needs to be stamped out forthwith. Wanna know the true meaning of justice? From the beginning of time to the end, this is the sneering face of justice, full of cover-ups and downright bloody lies to keep the ignorant masses Feeling safe and secure. Look, all we can do is abide our own code of conduct and try to rid the universe of all the greedy bastards and genocidal scum we can. I guess I wanted to sign up just so I could kill aliens. I'm no better. And neither am I. And that's all right. 
On the plus side, you don't have to get involved in this preposterous cover-up. <laughs> How the bloody hell do they expect people to believe that New York 2 collapsed all on its own? <laughs> <laughs> the whole world watched it happen. Millions of people died! <laughs> That's more like it, Joanna. Besides, <laughs> New York 3 might be the first New York with some decent uh, fucking public transport. <laughs> <laughs> Cheering you up at all? I don't know. Does it ever get easier? This hypocrisy? Why do you think I'm always drinking Zircon wine and shoveling bales of space poppers into my gob? Look, last time I took part in an intergalactic cover-up, I wasn't given any paid leave. They gave me an exile sentence. It was worth it, though. That king of Saturn had a hell of a cellar. I just don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm just used to saying that. I guess I don't want to live in this goddamn universe anymore. Oh, the universe isn't all bad. It's us, that shit. But remember, Joanna, us will end. Everything does. Time is the greatest killer of all. And that is the lesson you should take away from these space adventures. No matter how much power you acquire in life, the universe doesn't give a damn. Everything and everyone you despise will eventually die. Their spirits traveling back to where they came from, and their bodies shedding into nothing more than pathetic, faceless space dust. And on that note, I need to get bombed out of my fucking mind. Space poppers? I'll bring out the Zircon wine. Hey, listen. I'm sorry for killing Chancellor Zartog. Maybe I went a little too far there. No, it's alright. I knew everything would sort itself out. Then why did you kick me out of the DIT again? Because I knew you'd take no for an answer, try to save the universe without me just to prove a point, stow away aboard the Drakow, bring the silver machine and the electro knife back to me, and create the exact diversion we needed to destroy the Drakow once and for all. I've been doing this job for a long, long time, Joanna. I've learned a few things. Nope. Nope. There's no fucking way you knew I was going to do all that. I call bullshit. I knew I couldn't stop the Tsarina without you. And I knew you wouldn't let your own home go down without a bloody good fight. Sorry about that, Joanna. Still... The Silver Machine is hardly the worst place to call home. You think this is a dump you've never been to Cleveland 5? Well, I, I guess we're free to travel wherever we want. Couldn't say that about my old place. I always wanted to get the fuck out of New York too, and now here I am. Getting farther and farther away. In space and time. All of a sudden, I don't know how I feel about that. You're all right, Joanna. The silver machine is yours for as long as you need it. And as long as we need you. Psst. He's never said that to a human being. Like, ever. Then I'll take it. <clears throat> Maybe you're not as crazy as I thought, Sir Callahan. Whoa. Am I looking at the northern lights or something? Oh, these space poppers are lovely. <laughs> got a handle for that Grandmaster Bile, the deranged shit. At least he's got a hell of a medicine cabinet. This is going to be a marvelous trip. So, where are we going? I don't know. Let's get mashed and find a brighter patch of universe. Sir Callahan was written and performed by Noah Redfield starring Charlie Bavona as Joanna Healy, Erica Santisuaso as the Sarina, Adam Griffith as Hexa 45 and other robots, Ian Polk as Chancellor Zartog, Christian Titus as Queef, Nigel, the Brigadier, and the Last Rioters of New York 2. Season 1 of Sir Callahan was produced, edited, and directed by Christian Titus. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again. again. Space Travelers. As a child, you had a nightlight. It was reassuring in the dark. 
Perhaps it helped with sleeping alone for the first time in those early days. As time passed, you were told you outgrew it. There's nothing to be afraid of, your parents said. But there are monsters, you said. There's something in my closet. There's something under my bed. You actually saw them. Nonsense, your parents told you, and you believed them. You always believed your parents. But still, deep down, you knew what you saw. You said you believed them about the dark and about the thing under your bed and the other thing in your closet. And then you grew up and you realized how silly you'd been. Now you know better, don't you? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dark House Ride. How long until they get the power back on? Well, we have no way of knowing. Could be tomorrow, could be five minutes from now. Do we have any candles? No, I don't think so. Of course there aren't any candles. You think mom and dad would keep candles around after what happened? After what happened? Forget it. Well, this is great. What are we supposed to do? We could play a board game. I hate board games. They're okay. Just not Monopoly. Monopoly turns people into assholes. You're already an asshole. Maybe there's a flashlight somewhere. I just don't think we have any batteries. Mom never remembers batteries. At least mom goes shopping. What the hell does dad do? Dad works. Yeah, and mom does everything else. Ow! Watch it, Kim. I didn't touch you. Yes, you did. I'm over here, Lydia. I didn't touch you. Sorry, I can't see anything. Move, Vicky. I didn't touch you either. Just forget it. I'm sitting over here, alone. Just leave me alone. Where are mom and dad anyway? Out. I know they're out. Out where? I don't know, Kim. Out. They probably went to the Johansons. Oh, Jesus. Imagine getting stuck there in a blackout. Oh, my God. With Judy Johansson? I'd rather be dead. Oh, me too. Me too. I feel like they've been gone forever. We should try to call them. We did try. Remember the line's dead? Why is the line dead? Because there's no power, idiot. Don't call her that. You Who need fucking to die? I can take care of myself, Vicky. It's fine. Can you both please just shut up? What are you doing now? I'm trying to see if this radio will work. You have a radio? Hey, that's mine. You threw it out, Kim. I fixed it, and now it's mine. Um, that's not how that works. Um, actually, it is. Damn. Well, it was a good idea while it lasted. Maybe I should try next door. Just see if they have batteries or something. You just want to see Jim. That's not true. I, I meant I was going to the Connollys. Yeah, right. You're so gross. I swear to God. Can you just be human for once? When's the last time you saw Jim, anyway? Well, I, um, you know, I can't remember. A while ago, I guess. How long is a while? I don't know. You know, sometimes I think... uh, Jim Connolly is disgusting. You're disgusting. No judgment here. Jim is super cute. Tell him to bring his friend Wayne over. (laughs) I'm not hearing this. Sorry, Lydia. I forgot you're a dykey little church lady. What was that? What was that? Door just opened and closed again. No, it didn't. When? What the fuck do you mean, when? Just now? Just now while we were laughing? What's wrong with it? Nothing. Maybe the wind blew it? There's no wind, Lydia. Get real. Yeah, get real, Lydia. I just thought that the wind might have... (gasps) Okay, yeah, heard it that time. Here, just jam this in front of it. I can't see you. The dresser, Vicky, the dresser, Jesus. That ought to do it. See, look at it, the knob is rattling. It's like someone's trying to get in. What do you mean someone's trying to get in? Relax, you spaz, it's an old house. It's probably a draft or something. That's what I said it was. You said it was the wind. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. You know what? Being at the Johansons sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, right. You know what? I'll save you the trip. Um, you know what? Um, Judy, I really think um George Bush is the right man to lead this country, and um he has the know-how and the uh, experience with Reagan's economic policies. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's spot on. Who are you voting for anyway? Why do you care? You're the only one of us who can vote, and I want to make sure you're representing us properly. Michael Dukakis. Thank God. Dad would have a fit. Why are you voting for Michael Dukakis? Maybe when you grow up and actually start paying attention to the world, you'll have some opinions that actually matter. My opinions matter. You're 13, Lydia. Nothing you do matters. Whatever. Hey, why are you so mean to her 
all the time. Because she asks for it. Just look at her. What's that supposed to mean? You know exactly what I mean. Hey, who just Why? Because I don't dress like a slut like you do. At least I know how to dress myself. You look like a corpse. Can I borrow your clothes? I need to earn some extra money. Seriously, did one of you just brush past me? Nobody would touch you anyway. Look at you. Well, at least I didn't blow Todd Baker on a trampoline. You bitch. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. Get off me, Vicky. Let her have it. She deserves it. Lydia? Lydia, what happened to your arms? Are these scars? I didn't do anything. Lydia, what are these marks? Did you do this? Just leave me alone, okay? Why are there marks on your arms? I, I just, you know why. No, I don't. I feel like we've been through this all before. You know, seriously, neither of you remember? I just, you know, after the fire and you both... The fire? Wait, hang on. And we both what? Never mind. I don't want to talk about this. Lydia, you can't do this to yourself. I know. I know that now. Wait a minute. About the fire, are you saying... What is that? You heard it too? Footsteps. Did someone sneak oh in? Oh my god. Something's coming in. What do you mean something? Lydia, quick, get under the bed. What, what, why? Shh. Just do it. What about me? Shh. You'll fit in the closet. Go. Get in here with me. We won't fit together. Here, I'll go out on the tree. Be careful. You almost fell last time. I'm out there all the time. You be careful. I think I see a light under the door. Don't look at it. <laughs> I just hit my head really hard. Hurry up and hide. Dad, Dad! Why did you lock this door? I didn't. I I couldn't get the door open. I told you not to lock it. I, I couldn't get in. But I didn't, I swear. Well, I don't believe you. What happened in here? Can you please just stand here with me tonight? What happened to this table? Can you please just until I fall asleep? What's wrong? Why are you shaking? It was them. They're here. They came back. Who? Oh, God. The sisters again? Yes, the three sisters. I heard them talking and screaming, and they were, they were all just here. Please believe me. Oh, and they locked the door? They must have. So, so wait, are these the ones that live under your bed? No, please, I told you. Only one lives under the bed. One lives in my closet, and one lives in the tree outside my window. I'm not going through this again with you. Listen to me. You're a boy. Do you understand me? Screaming and crying is for little girls. Are you a little girl? No. Good. Now cut it out. There's nothing in here with you, got it? Yes. Just leave the door a little open, okay? Try that. Then you could still see the light from the hallway. But but what if they close the door again? Uh, uh, I'll wedge it open here with my shoe. Okay. Good night. Good night, Dad. Hey, Dad? Yes? Who's Michael Dukakis? Just get some sleep, son. There's nothing to be afraid of. Dad, I... Excuse me. I said there's nothing to be afraid of. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Dark House Ride was written by Jordan Hugh and produced by Mike Staub with voices by Sarah Berger, Sammy Mikas, Amanda Mack, Jordan Hugh and the announcer, of course, was Bill Mack. From the Unseen Theater, it's Unseen Tonight, and here's your host, Mike Stout. Thank you, thank you, and I would like to welcome all of you to the new Unseen Theater. And thank you to the Newark Post for printing the wrong address for the Fast and Furious movie marathon tonight, which has provided us with quite the audience. Don't you worry, 
There will be plenty of moments tonight that may get either fast or furious or neither. But we will be showing Gone in 60 seconds and the Italian job afterward. Also, we just got the popcorn machine fixed and our movie projector is working. But we have a great show for you tonight as we continue to explore the innards of the Unseen Theater. I was able to find some great furniture in storage. Like, look over here! We have one of the barber chairs from the 1988 Newark Arts all-tap production of Sweeney Todd. And, if you look closely, you can still see some of the blood and tap marks from the production. Even my new desk has been crafted together from wonderful regional productions of Legally Brunette. You mean Legally Blonde? No, I mean Brunette. I looked into it, and apparently the Jersey Bop players never got the actual rights. So they were forced to make last minute changes or shut everything down. So we have Legally Brunette. Okay. That being said, my desk is an amalgamation from that production, as well as some of the trees from Into the Woods and the school bus from You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, the stage reading. It's even got a horn. And what else can I show you? I just love these old buildings. They had no regard for any building codes or safety violations. Look, there's a trapdoor in the middle of the stage that has almost no locking mechanism. And here we go. Whoa! What? What is this? Oh, boo! Who are you, sir? I'm so sorry, but thank you so very much for letting me out of that poorly constructed trapdoor. Do you live in the theater? Oh, absolutely. I've called this place home for quite some time. Oh, then please, uh, take a seat in the couch. Tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, um, what can I call you? Well, you can call me Arlington Wraith, and I'm the original owner of this theater. Oh, um, that's, that's real bad, actually. Um, listen, I know we might be trespassing, but I really can't afford to get arrested again. I'm so sorry, I- Please, set up shop. This theater's been so boring as of late. The only company I've had here have been musicians and rats. Luckily, only one of them is predispositioned to destroying the theater. Yeah, uh, rats in high numbers can be pretty destructive to the foundations of the- No, I was talking about the musicians. This theater has been a place for the arts. Not the loud, electric, fuzz-banging that passes for music today. I swear, no one gives the proper respect to John Philip Sousa. Oh, they could fill this place if they only played a little Stars and Stripes forever. Oh, so you're an old soul, huh? Well, pretty much just a soul at this point. Which reminds me, I can't really sit down, but I hope I'm doing a good job at it. Wait, is this, is this sofa for mending fences? I swear, this production was so incredibly... Yeah, you're doing a great job at sitting down. But what do you mean you can't really sit down? Oh, well... He doesn't get it, does he? <laughs> well, you see... I'm dead. You're dead? Yes. Wait, could you not tell from the beautifully translucent complexion... Or the 1890s mustache? Or, you know, the ectoplasm dripping everywhere? I just thought your pocket was full of syrup. And what would bring you to that conclusion? I don't know. I was put in jail once because a magician stole a truck in front of my show. That sounds terrible. Oh, well, yes, I'm dead. And I'm a ghost. Oh, now the whole wailing act makes perfect sense. I'm sorry if you were looking for a big jolt out of me when you said boo. It's quite all right. I was never a great actor, but I sure knew how to pick a season. Even while dead, I've been able to push the hands a bit and leave some ghost hints. I used to be able to get one passion project in a year, given patrons and ticket sales. Regional theater is quite the racket, but I'll be damned if I have to float around another production of Greece. So you must have seen so many productions here. Uh, do you have a favorite? Not much is better than the uh, 1958 production of Brigadoon. Okay, um, Brigadoon. Got it. So, for my next question, what's the best thing about being a ghost? Wait a second, 
couldn't you just phase through that trap door? Like, what's with the whole release stack? Oh, uh, just some ghost fun. We ghosts like to play around as time continues and the boredom only intensifies. Figured doing a ghost act would scare the pants off your audience. But they seem okay. Yeah, they're here to watch Fast and Furious movies. It's, it's okay. Oh, which one? Fast and Furious or The Fast and The Furious? Actually, um, we don't have either of those, so I'm just going to show Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, a cage rage! Well played, Michael! Yep, so what's the best thing about being a ghost? Playing tricks, making strange sounds, forcing the artistic director's hand from beyond the grave, which has resulted in roughly 2,378 panic attacks. <laughs> Sounds like fun. And, um, well, I also have to ask, what's the worst thing about being a ghost? Uh, the 1980s, for sure. Really? Oh, yes. Everyone was on an anti-ghost kick. This whole Ghostbusters nonsense has got to stop. Everyone has become so accustomed to seeing ghosts, it's made my job incredibly difficult. No one was afraid of no ghosts, which itself is infuriating due to the grammatical disaster of that tagline. Well, let's hope that they don't make any more Ghostbusters movies for your sake. And thank you so very much for letting us use your theater. Oh, please. It's a pleasure. As long as I'm allowed to scare the pants off of some guests every now and then. Deal. Thank you, Mr. Wraith, for being on Unseen tonight. And now it's time for our musical guest. Ladies and gentlemen and ghosts, please give a warm Unseen tonight welcome to Jay and the Nines. <laughs> Jane the Nines, that was amazing. I'd also like to take a second to thank you, my audience. 
Just before we dive into God in 60 Seconds, I'd like to thank you all for being here and supporting the show. We're going to take a little time off to make some renovations to the set, but we'll be back real soon. And here's some Nick Cage action. Unseen Tonight is written and produced by Mike Staub, with voices by Mike Staub, Amanda Mack, and Chris DePel. The announcer was Christian Titus. The musical guest this week was Jay and the Nines with Love to Be, and the Unseen Tonight theme is Mirror Mirror by Samurai Pizza Cats. Trying hard just to see straight, problems haven't gone away. But it seems I've lost my voice, I guess it's for the best thing. I can't call my best friends Tell them all how much I don't miss being home I'll never stop pretending This shit is never ending Hey, did you like that ghost in Unseen Tonight? Of course you did. That ghost was Chris Tappel. He happens to be both a professor at Hofstra University and one of the founding members of the New York Neo-Futurist both of those institutions should be watched by you. Go see their shows. If you want to find Hofstra, go to Hofstra.edu and set yourself up with a show there. Or go to nyneofuturists.org and find a show with them. Thank you, Chris. I'd also like to extend thanks to Erica Santiswaso for playing the part of the Sarina. If you'd like to check out her work, just go to her website. It's ericasantiswaso.com. It's easy to spell. It's E-R-I-K-A-S-A-N-T-O-S-U-O-S-S-O. And I'd like to thank Adam Griffith for his performance as the Hexes. He does it, it's so hard, and he does it like it's nothing. And uh, you can find him at Sleep No More, and you will have to find him. That's part of the experience. And I don't know if you could hear it, but he's a really, really gifted photographer. You know, so if you couldn't hear that, then just check his web page, his uh, his Facebook page. It's Adam Griffith Photography. Well, that just about does it for season one. Thank you for listening to the show. I, I hope that you enjoyed it just as much as we enjoyed making it. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing next, just uh, like the Unseen Network Facebook page or, uh, you know, stay subscribed because you never know. We might pop out with something when you least expect it. One last note, just from me to the other guys, Mike, Jordan, Noah, thank you so much for working with me on this. It's been a real honor. Couldn't ask for better friends to work on a project with. And to you, our listeners, stay weird, stay strange, and happy holiday season to you.